Welcome to the Push-Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcello. And I'm Sherry. And each episode will provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Today, I'm going to be talking about creating better emails, better writing, better design, better subject lines, better calls to action, and all that other good stuff. Um, but first, I want to tell you about Patreon. It is a site where audiences can support their favorite creators. And you can view our Patreon page and the rewards that we're offering by going to patreon.com slash push-pull sales. I also want to point out that we're trying something new here or there. Um, I'm doing this podcast by myself, so without a guest or without Marcello, um, for the simple fact that finding the time where two people can sit down together has become increasingly difficult, um, which is a good thing. Our, we are doing well, work is going really well, career is well, family's great. Um, it just means that there's a little bit less time for the podcast. And we love doing these episodes together, and we are absolutely going to continue to do that. We will continue to bring guests on occasionally, um, and Marcello and I will do shows together. But we want to make sure that we're providing you guys with more regular content and bringing value to you on a more regular basis. So we're going to try mixing in some solo shows. I'll do some, Marcello will do some, and we'll see how it goes. So with all that being said, Let's talk about emails. Um, as I'm sure you are aware, if you have sent out an email newsletter recently, um, you are probably discouraged by its results. Open rates are low um, and click-through rates are even lower. So each industry is different, but I was doing a little bit of research this morning and average open rates vary um, from like 15 to 22%, depending on what industry you're in. And the those were numbers from MailChimp. Um, I feel like a lot of people use MailChimp. I use MailChimp myself. Um, so they have a lot of data to go on. Um, and click-through rates are a measly 1% to 3% on average. So that means maybe only, you know, 17% of people actually open your email. And of, I believe they're saying of those 17%, only 1% to 3% click-through. Um, although their data might be compiled in a way that it's 1% to 3% of your whole list click-through, I actually need to research that a little bit more. Um, I hadn't thought about that beforehand, but we can look into that together. Um, so the hard thing too is, you know, a lot of people are using Gmail and I hear over and over again that like your email got sent to my promotions tab. I never even saw it. I never look at that tab. I never saw it come through. I've had the situation myself where if I don't open up an email newsletter for a couple weeks in a row, all of a sudden it starts going to my junk mail um, and I don't see it, you know? So so it's a tough thing. Is it even getting in front of people? Um, and we can't worry so much about that. We can worry about the things that we can control. So, um, you know, we can control our content and how we present ourselves to our audience and subject lines and content within the email and, and CTAs within the emails and, and all of that, you know, the design of it. So 
In this episode, I'm going to focus on the things that we can control. Um, and, you know, it can still be valuable to send out emails. Some people do really, really well with it. Um, so, you know, people do get the bottom line is like people get a lot of emails. <laughs> um, we ignore a lot of emails. We um, unsubscribe or just let them go to junk. Um, but your job is to stand out from that crowd. I think we can all think of a couple companies or a couple brands or a couple people that anytime we get an email from them, we open it. Um, the one that stands out to me is I got an email called the use letter. Um, and let me see if I can find who sends it here real quick for you. Um, but I open this email every time. Oh, Amy Lynn Andrews sends the u- a use letter. Um, and what I love about it is that each newsletter has um, a couple tips. So her most recent one was how, tip one, how to post Instagram from your desktop. And she gives you a little rundown. Um, two, how to make more but work the same. And she links to a couple really good articles. Um, how to use Google Images to find free-to-use photos. Um, and she links to a couple articles and a tutorial. And, and she kind of goes through. So her newsletter is like... Things that she found that week that were helpful for her, and she's basically just passing that information along to her audience. And I know, like, her email subject lines are very simple, very to the point. This is newsletter number whatever it is, 94 or something. Um, And what's great about it is that I know when I open that up, I'm going to get a couple tips, a couple useful things, a couple tools, a couple articles, um, and it's something that's going to apply and bring value to my life. So a lot of times I try to think along those lines. The other thing is, um, let's jump into some of the don'ts, I guess, to start. So do not send emails too frequently. That is like one of the quickest ways to get unsubscribed from. Um, I have signed up. A lot of times retailers tend to do this. So if you sign up for a retailer email list, you might be getting emails once a day, twice a day, um, three times a day. Like it just gets crazy. And um, you know, I'm going to unsubscribe. If they sent me one once a week, then I, I might not always open it, but at least I'm not clicking off of their list never to get emails from them again. I might be interested in what they're doing, but if they're annoying me too much, I'm done. I'm out. Um, I also don't want to send pointless emails. I feel like we get caught up in this sometimes, that people send emails just for the sake of saying, hey, we still exist, um, if they don't have any new information to share or any, um, you know, it's one thing to get an email from a retailer saying, hey, 80% off this weekend or buy one, get one free all weekend. That is something that's worth noting instead of just being like, hey, remember us? Here's what we have for sale in our store. Um, those, you know, think of something else that you can add value to it. Um, don't be too vague. So I've also had, um, you know, emails come through that they try to like tease you with something or like click here to see, you know, what your secret offer is or, um, you know, click 
click here to read the article of the day. And I'm like, well, what is the article of the day? Like, that's not enough for me to click through. If you were to say, you know, the article of the day is about XYZ and it's a topic that I'm interested in. Absolutely, I'm going to click through. Um, this is a decision that I had to make with Adore Them that I help run that website and put together the newsletter. Um, yes, it's a lot more work for me to go through and, and list out every single article from the collection of the week. Like, here's the topic of the week. Um, for example, this week we were doing a thing about travel tips. So, you know, for family. So instead of just saying like, hey, we're talking about travel tips on the on the website today, come check it out. I said, here are the articles that we wrote and made sure that people could click through any article that piqued their interest. Because um, I more information is a lot of times better. Um, that being said, more information doesn't necessarily mean more content. It doesn't mean you're going to put... Um, 10 blog posts worth of content into one email. Um, it might mean you do some preview posts and let them continue reading on the website. Um, keep in mind that a lot of people are looking at this on their phones, so they don't want to scroll endlessly. Um, and you don't like it's one thing to tell one story in an email. I get some emails that are wonderful that way that that it's really a storytelling experience and they tell one story in that email that has a moral of the story or a call to action at the end. Um, but, but if it was five stories, that gets to be too much. Um, so that kind of ties into as well. Do not send emails with weird formatting issues. And this is something that's really tough when you're creating websites, when you're creating emails, um, because you don't know if people are looking at this on their laptop or on their phone. Um, and an increasing number of people are looking at it on their phone, um, but you can't just ignore the desktop experience. So if you're designing an email template in MailChimp and to you, it looks like you have everything nice and side by side and it's in this beautiful grid in a way that makes sense. And then you preview the mobile version and the mobile version tends to just put everything on top of each other in a vertical line. Um, so let's say I had like uh, an article and then a product and then um, our contact information side by side. And it was all, you know, top of fold at the top of the email. But when it turns to mobile, it goes in order. So it would be the post first, then it would be the product underneath that, then it would be the contact information underneath that. So you just need to be aware of those kind of formatting issues. So I touched on it a little bit, but um, some of the things that you do want to do um, when you're getting started, research the best times to send emails for your particular industry. Um, the day of the week can matter. Like a big thing is if you are like a leisure or hobby type business, it's better for you to send emails on the weekend traditionally. Um but if you're not one of those, if it's something business related, then you should be sending your emails during the week. Um, so it kind of depends. You need to do a little bit of research there. We did um, talk about the best emails to like call, email, post, um, 
those kind of things in episode seven of the podcast. So I recommend you listen to that as well. Um, but it's something that varies industry to industry and it tends to change year to year too. So it's always worth looking at that. That being said, um, test different options. So MailChimp allows you to do A-B testing, um, but you can kind of do it on your own too. Like just test it, see what works. Send it on Tuesday one week and Wednesday the next and see if anything changes. Um, The thing to be careful about with A-B testing is try to take your time and only change one factor at a time. So if you're testing out subject line kind of things, only change the subject line. Um, don't change the subject line and send it at a different time and change the call to action. You don't, then you won't know what, what was the piece that worked best. So try to kind of experiment and think about, you know, that from like a research perspective. Um, Other options you can play around with is, like, does the storytelling kind of thing work better? Um, Or should we do more, like, ad-type copy that's just short snippets that pass them through to another thing um, where they can consume more content if they'd like to? Um, You know, just testing out, like, how often do our – does our audience like it if they get an email every three days or every three weeks, um, you know, kind of compare and see what works there. Um, the, the other thing is make sure your design looks good, which we touched on some on desktop and mobile. But the other thing is keep it clean and simple. I don't want to see colored backgrounds. <laughs> I don't want a ton of flashy text. Um, I don't want you know, crazy, huge images that don't seem to load quite right. Um, I just want it to be easy to consume. So people aren't patient. If you get them to click your, like, oh, actually open your email, make sure that you don't annoy them, make sure that you don't overwhelm them, because they will be very quick to just click away if it's not clear what the point of the email is. So, um, that, you know, it depends on your design that you're getting that across, um, and you're not overwhelming people in your design, but it absolutely also applies to the content. So I tend to go with like, keep it brief, um, but also conveys necessary information. So it might mean that, um, you know, again, for the Adore Them newsletter, like maybe it means that, um, I'm not just including the blog post title, but I'm including like a little description, like, this is what's going to be in this article. Click here to read it if you want to read it. Um, instead of just giving a title or or um, or in, instead of including the entire blog post. So it's kind of a balancing act in that. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is to write very practical subject lines. People are tired of being advertised to. (laughs) They're tired of everything being sensationalized. If you say exclusive offer inside, I am deleting your email. I am not looking at it. Um, If you say 50% off um, shoes this weekend, then I might go click on it. Um, We gave the advice to someone recently, too, that... um, you know, they, they were running a conference and they were um, vendor 
table, like vendor slots were open. Um, and he was like, why don't, like, what should I say? Like, you know, vendors click, like click through, like, you know, something sensationalized, something that, that is kind of cliche. Like, no, all you need to say is that vendor slots are now available or something along those lines that let people know when that shows up and they see that subject line, they understand that, oh, I'm interested in being a vendor again. Now's my chance to get the best table at the best spot before they sell out. Um, and then the content of the email is very clear in that regard, too. Here's how to become a vendor. Here's where you can sign up. Here's the layout of the facility so that you can pick where you want your table to be. Here's why you should sign up sooner rather than later. Um, you know, last year we sold out in X amount of days or, you know, the, the best table sold out within the week. Like, just Present them with the information that they need to know and that they want to know. You don't have to make it flashy. You don't have to make it um, anything that it's not. People are just looking for practical, valuable information. Um, so the more that we can... We can do that in our business communications. Um, you know, there are businesses that have a little more flair to them. There are businesses that their whole business is is storytelling. Um, but if that's not you, don't try to be that. Um, we just got a flyer in the mail, like a postcard thing, um, from the university that we graduated with. And Marcel was like, look at this. And they were trying to be too clever. It was like this graphic of smartphone to-do tasks. And it was like, all of these goofy things, like, thank my sophomore year our professor, um, you know, reach out to fellow alumni, um, you know, give back to the school that gave me my career, and, like, all of these things. I'm like, first of all, and I think the last thing was, was something silly, like, do laundry or something. And I'm like, first of all, nobody's writing those things in their to-do list. It's just not practical. It just looks silly. Um, nobody's actually thinking those things. And, and on the flip side of it, it was like, what if you could check off most of your to-do list with one simple donation? And I'm like, you miss the point. Nobody's checklists look like that. And I feel like a lot of times we get, we get emails that are like that, that, that try to, to get too clever when all they had to say was, if you want to donate, here's how, here's where your money will go. Here's, um, you know, what it'll do and how you're going to help people. And we appreciate you. Oh, and here's some alumni news that you might be interested in so that next time you'll open the email again, too. Instead of like, yeah, we don't need to be clever. <laughs> really, we don't. Um, you know, we just, a lot of times practicality and value goes a really, really long way. Um, so to recap real quick, um, you know, research the best times to send emails, write very practical subject lines, write content that is brief and conveys the necessary information, unless it is part of your brand to do more of the storytelling thing. And in that regard, tell one story with a clear call to action. Um, and that's the thing too. include call to actions that make sense, um, that people are going to want to click through that they know what they're going to get when they click through. Um, 
Make sure that your design is clean and pretty and simple and allows people to get the content that they're looking for um, and make sure that it looks good on desktop or mobile. And then test. Test those different options. If you want to get the best results, test each thing. Test the subject line. Test colors. Test call to actions. Test layouts. Test different types of content. Um and do those things one at a time. Um, there are a lot of great um, email tools out there. There are a lot of great articles about writing subject lines, about writing great emails, about email templates. Um, I personally have a soft spot for MailChimp. It's something that I've used for years and years and years. Um, I feel like you can do as much or as little with it as you would like. Um, you could start from scratch and build your whole thing. You can use their templates. Um, the user lists are easy to use. The campaigns are easy to use. And um, that being said, this is not sponsored by MailChimp. <laughs> um, I am just a fan. So if you are new to this, I would recommend checking them out first. Um, they do have free options, which is wonderful as well. Um, but as always, if you have questions, if you have anything, um, you know, regarding your email or, um, you're, you're curious, you want some feedback on an email, you can, um, email us at, uh, pushbullsales at gmail.com. Um, Reminder as well, you can support the show at patreon.com slash pushpullsales. Um, you can view show notes and resources at pushpullsales.com, or you could tweet us at pushpullsales or follow us on Instagram. Um, we post a lot of like sales and marketing kind of quotes, inspirational quotes, and we also do recap videos there as well um, on Instagram. So, Thank you to bensound.com for our intro and outro music. And thanks to you guys for listening. Um, you can tune in next time where we will tackle another topic. And like I said, we're going to try some of these solo podcasts. We'll do some together. We'll do some guest ones and we'll mix it up a little bit for you guys. But other than that, I hope you have, um, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have a good rest of your day and I will talk to you later. Bye.